Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 67 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. Brittany earned a degree in biomedical engineering from Worcester, otherwise known as Wooser, I think, <laughs> Polytechnic Institute, and is a pharmaceutical device engineer at MedImmune. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. You you got it right. It's Worcester Polytechnic Institute. Um, thanks. I'm excited to talk about my career with you. All right, Brittany. So let's get in here. So you you went into the biomedical engineering route, and we've had many biomedical engineers on the podcast because it is a very diverse um, field of discipline, right? You can go down the the electrical route, the mechanical route, um, kind of say the software route, and probably other routes I'm not familiar with. So could you go into why you went into biomedical engineering and what area of focus do you went into? Sure. Uh, so when I was in high school, I actually really wanted to be pre-med and my dad's an engineer. So I was pretty familiar with engineering and I was also on a robotics team. So I kind of understood what it meant to design something and test it out, but I was really, really just wanted to be a doctor. But instead, I ended up going to engineering because I really enjoyed the whole design aspect of engineering and testing out different prototypes because I felt like it was a little bit more hands-on than maybe what I would do initially with a pre-med degree and then into medical school. So it was kind of that background that made me go into it. I just thought it was really interesting and that it was kind of a newer field. I thought it was way more exciting. And I knew that it was a pretty broad field. So if I graduated with this degree and I still wasn't really sure which route I wanted to go down, if it was like more in electrical engineering or mechanical engineering, then at least I would have the options because the degree is so diverse. But when I ended up getting to college, there was a lot of talk about biomaterials and tissue engineering. And I had no idea really what material science was when I was going into college. So I thought, well, this seems kind of interesting. I mean, putting something in the body that's not supposed to be there and trying it to get it to do something maybe that, you know, releases a drug or acts as a tissue seems pretty interesting. It seems kind of hard. It seems like a challenge. So I thought it would be a really interesting thing to learn and I ended up really enjoying it. So you got more of a material science aspect of biomedical? Yes and no. I More of my high-level classes in my biomedical engineering degree were all tissue engineering and biomaterials, but I ended up doing still a lot of pre-med classes, so I think I got a really good mix of more um, like typical biology classes while also maintaining some of an engineering field, but I would say a lot of my classes focused on the basic concepts of biology and how we can apply them to maybe instead of growing a 2D culture in a dish, maybe we can grow it into a 3D structure. So that's kind of where the material science came in with, well, if we want to make a 3D culture, what material should we use? We want to use something that the cells would grow on, that they would like and wouldn't kill them. So I have a lot of exposure, I would say, to polymers, but maybe not the other areas of material science. So not not an expert, but have a pretty good understanding of the polymers in the field right now. And what would be an example, Brittany, of a uh, of a tissue or uh, something that you de- would design? So a pretty common example that you might know is that contact lenses are a biomaterial. It's not a tissue necessarily, but it does have to have the optical properties that the eye 
can use so that you can see through uh, your contact lenses. Something that's really interesting that my college worked on, um, Professor Gaudet's lab worked on the spinach leaf um, heart tissue engineering project, which has gotten kind of a lot of uh, buzz because it's really interesting project. He was able to grow cardiac cells on a spinach leaf after he took out all the, uh, you know, like the plant cells and everything. It basically just left this encased uh, spinach leaf that was not really green anymore. It's kind of clear and he was able to culture cells on it. And it showed that it was able to contract the cells. So the beginnings of tissue engineering are kind of like that, where they're kind of decellularizing these structures, a spinach leaf or some other structure, maybe a pig's heart, and they're trying to grow human cells on it so that one day you can actually put it in the body and it will it will work <laughs> as it should. Yeah, you know what? The next time I have a spinach salad, I'm going to look at that just a little bit differently next time. <laughs> So what is your exact area of expertise then? Since I've graduated college, I haven't gone into tissue engineering. Turns out you need really a master's or PhD for that, and I wasn't ready to commit to that. Um, but through internships, I got into medical devices. Um, I started with electrosurgical tooling at Medtronic, which was really interesting, but I was really um, I was disappointed. There was not really a full-time job opportunity there, so I had to look around, and I fell into pharmaceutical devices, which I think is really quite fascinating. The field of drug delivery is really up and coming, so I'm excited to be there. So I was at Amgen, which was a pharmaceutical company, and I worked on on-body injectors, but now I'm at Metamune, and I work on accessorized pre-filled syringes. So still in the combination devices area, but just just a different device. So when you say drug delivery systems, you're talking about the mechanical side as opposed to in the body delivering the, the chemicals. Right, right. Yeah. I don't work too much with anything that would be implanted in the body and release a drug. It's all really just like the mechanical aspect of it. All right, Brittany, and moving on here, um, what is one thing that really has you fired up in the area of pharmaceutical devices or anything in general? Keeping with drug delivery, I am really, really excited to see where extended drug delivery goes in the future. Because right now, you know, some patients have to take medications every day with a needle. And I don't do that, but I can imagine it's pretty annoying. It's really inconvenient, and it probably hurts to stick yourself with a needle all the time. So scientists are working right now to decrease the dosing frequency for patients. And I think that is so cool. And I'm really excited to see these patients and see their joy of not having to go through that every day, but maybe only going through it like once every couple of weeks or once a month. Brittany, everybody likes a story, right? So could you tell us a story of how you turned a moment in time into a success? Engineering school is really tough. And I wasn't used to having maybe a hit to my GPA. I was a pretty good student in high school, but um, in college, I got my first C, and I really didn't know how to handle it, and I was really just distraught over it, and when it finally happened, I had an aha moment that I moved on, and having something not going according to plan is totally fine, so I think my success moment, even though I didn't get an A, um, the success really was just being more okay with knowing that I tried really, really hard. And 
that's fine. I tried my hardest and it didn't work out, but I still feel like I got a lot out of the class. I'm just really not good at organic chemistry and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I just became more accepting of my faults. And I think that's something that's always really good for anyone in any field to be more comfortable with. Yeah, and was that organic chemistry class, was that one of the core classes that you took freshman, sophomore year, or is that a junior, senior type class? Um, at my school, a lot of people took it their sophomore year, and it wasn't required by any means for my biomedical engineering degree. But I thought it would be a really good background to have because I was starting to get into the interest of biomaterials and it was helpful. So I'm glad I took it. It was just really, really hard getting through it. And did, did that impact you when you're off looking for a job and, and, and they go through your, your transcript and like, Oh, you, you had a C here, you know, and they scratch you off the list Did that. Any of that happened? Did you notice any impact from getting a C in a class? Absolutely not. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's really fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it, in STEM Nation, I just wanted to bring that out because you're going to run into these classes that are just going to be really challenging. Somebody else might take inorganic chemistry. Or was it inorganic chemistry? Was that what it was? Organic chemistry. Oh, I, I hated organic as well. Um, inorganic I liked, organic I didn't. But you're going to run into classes that you just, you're just you just not going to do well in, and, and that's okay. You know, there's a lot of students that they, they get that, like Brittany's saying, is, you know, she was used to getting really good grades and she got a C. And some students will just drop out, right? It's like, oh, I can't do it, right? But don't drop out. Stick with it. It's not a big deal. You're going to get some bad grades. Just move on and you'll still be successful. Yeah, absolutely. So, Brittany, getting through college is challenging, right? We just talked about it a little bit, but what is some general advice you'd give to high school students to help them get through college successfully? Um, something that my college really tried to enforce in its students was this motto of go to class, do the work, ask for help. It is really not a big deal if you don't understand a concept in class and you need to raise your hand or if you need to go to office hours. And I know this sounds so trivial, but I have found sometimes I don't want to ask for help. I just want to push through and figure it out myself. But it's totally okay to go to your professor and just say, you know, I really don't understand this. No idea what I'm doing on my homework. I really need some extra one-on-one -on -one time. Usually they're more than willing to help you. Sometimes professors are really busy, but I'm sure they will make time for you. Like they're your student. That's a priority for them. There's also probably like TAs or like other school run activities that could help you with that. So I know that my school also had something called an academic resource center, and they specifically had students that were considered experts, maybe in like calculus one or physics one. And these were all classes that were more geared towards freshmen because it's a really big transition going from high school to college. So freshmen need help. And if your school has something like that, you should totally take advantage of it. The workload going from high school to college, it's a step function, right? It's a, it's a drastic increase in the amount that you actually have to go off and do on your own. And it, you know, so, Brittany, what you're talking about is that like, you like to grind through it. You have that grit. But there's a point in time where it's a point of diminishing returns where you, you want to go get help. It might be just one or two concepts you don't get, and all of a sudden, boom, the light bulb goes off, and you're able to, to move forward. Right, right. And, and so, so, Brittany, going from college into your career, what are some attributes that you think are important for STEMers to realize or to, to, to start learning to develop to be successful when they move into their career? Something that people have probably heard before is that going out of your comfort zone is always a really, it can be a really valuable experience. And I think early in a career, if there is an opportunity for something you've never done, 
you should really just give it a shot, even if it's not interesting, if it's out of your comfort zone, if you don't super like it, it could really open some doors for you and it would make you a more well-rounded engineer, in my opinion. I've gone to some events, some you know talks at my company that I may not think might be the most interesting thing, but it may delve into something that I had no idea about and it would just make me a better engineer to have that experience and that perspective of a patient or what the scientist does. And I never see the drug. I only see the device. But knowing all the work that maybe goes into the drug just makes me have a better understanding and respect of what went into this and what work I should be putting into that device as well. So I think it's just a really good idea to just, you know, within limits, you know, don't say no to anything in the early career, but if you're too busy, obviously say no and manage your time. But it's such a good idea to go to different talks or conferences or who knows what you'll be exposed to. Take advantage of the things that come come your way early on in your career because your career is going to deviate. You're going to, you're going to move about. You're going to pivot. And the more information you have, the more experiences you have, the more you get out of your comfort zone, I think the better career you're going to end up having. And we're going to take a quick pause and thank our sponsor, Audible, who's offering a free audiobook. You can head to stemonfirebook.com. That is stemonfirebook.com. You get a free audiobook. And if you cancel within 30 days, there's no cost and you get to keep the audiobook. And it is lightning round time. Brittany, are you ready? Yeah, let's go for it. What's the best piece of advice that you have ever received? One of my high school teachers, I'm actually best friends with her daughter, so I'm very close with her. I was struggling if I really wanted to be pre-med or an engineer. And she was like, find what you love and figure out how to make money off it. And I think that's really what pushed me to decide that I wanted to study biomedical engineering instead of being pre-med in college. And a personal habit that contributes to your success. Oh, um, so my coworkers would joke about this, but I write everything down by hand. It's usually on sticky notes and they're all over my desk or I have a sticky note app on my computer and it's always open. And I have a continuing ongoing to-do list and I update the task items whenever I complete something or there's a different stage in the task. And I think it's extremely helpful to be that organized. And a favorite internet resource or phone app, and I'm going to say it's Sticky Notes, so we'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite internet resource or phone app? (laughs) Well, I love Netflix, but um, I think YouTube is a really valuable resource um, if I need to learn a new concept really quickly Uh, especially in college, if I didn't understand something, sometimes just having it explained a different way really made the concept stick much better. And a book you would recommend? Recently, I started reading Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Food Rights. And it's just a really interesting take on FDA regulations around raw food like unpasteurized milk or kombucha or like pickled vegetables that a farmer may try to sell to you directly rather than going through, um, you know, like a food market. And maybe some of the points I don't necessarily agree with that the author talks about, but I think it's just, he gives a really great perspective on um, the FDA and what they think about food and the really good things they're doing and maybe some things they could improve on. All right. And Brittany, as we wrap up here, could you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation? And then we will say goodbye. So my advice which is something I follow every day. And it's on a bracelet that I have on my hand at all times is just keep swimming. You're allowed to make mistakes and you can recover from them. And if you don't know what to do, ask for help. And then just keep moving forward. It'll all work out. 
All right, Brittany, thanks for that. And with that, we will say goodbye. All right. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that chat today with Brittany. Head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And please share it with a friend. We are up over 15,000 downloads. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And tune in next week where we talk with Martin, who works in the gaming industry. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM degree.